What's all the ruckus about this week? Find out right now. I'm your host, Dana Martine. I'm not a psychologist or a therapist of any kind, and you shouldn't take me as such. I'm simply a person who has seen a lot of ruckus in her life, and I have a lot to say. Hello, hello, hello. Dana Martine here with Ruckus and Rosaries. Thanks for joining me again. So in my first episode, we talked about jumpstarting sanity, and we talked about hitting that volume dial uh, where our voices and the power of trying to be heard gets lost, and we needed to locate that dial. And so it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that there's no real easy way to try to sit in peace in a lot of what's happening right now at this particular moment, uh, especially in the next couple of days, it's going to be really tough. So since the writing of the first episode, we've had, you know, more civil unrest and um, we uh, are having a lot of headlines that are making us feel even more um, scared and out of place, such as uh, having somebody fight for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. Um, and then you have a polarizing type of a thing where Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, had been rescued by the FBI in a plot foil uh, where 13 men have been arrested to kidnap her and kill her. Uh, and then we have Trump who tested positive for COVID-19. And there's a lot of controversy around that. Did he have it or didn't he have it? Uh, where all of those people around him are infected. I think that the number was 34 at last count. And then we have people like his son, Eric Trump, who let the word vaccine slip in an interview with Jonathan Carl, who quickly called him out on that, and his son walked it back. Trump's son walked it back. And so isn't that the fly in the jello? <laughs> yeah, I said it. So jumpstart sanity, you say, Dana? Well, yeah, I do. But I, I, I do have to say, let's just breathe. You know, let's talk about what we can do right now. I'll tell you what I did. Uh, we had received word back after a four and a half week wait for our absentee ballot applications that we were missing information. Now, we were not. I know that for a fact. We checked each other's applications. And also, uh, we have a very good friend of ours, one county over, who is a, a practicing attorney, and signatures count in her work, and they told her that she was missing hers. So, you know, this kind of stuff is going on, and it's designed to frustrate you. It's designed to keep you away from your own power. And so I need to point out to you not to fall under that blanket where uh, you don't think you're strong enough to push back. I have an autoimmune condition. I got my butt out there the very next morning on the first day of early voting. I, I put on a double mask because of my condition, and I put on gloves, you know? So this is what I can do. This is what made me feel empowered. And yes, I was furious because this was, this was not something that I had fully expected. 
but I had braced myself for a possibility, which is why we double-checked our applications several times before putting them in the envelope. But I can't at all costs subject myself to the idiocy and some of the behaviors out there that people are participating in. I can't control that either. I've left my home a number of three times, total number of three times since February of 2020. It's my choice. I believe in science. However, I'm going to control what I can. And so the, that was that was my that was my thing. I was not going to let anybody stop me and I got out there and I voted. This way I know I did everything I can I could do. Know what you can do. Take a deep breath. It's going to get even more agitating in the next few days. But as frustrating as it was when it happened, as angry as I was getting, okay, I quickly reached for my own voice because it would have been better in the, in, in, in the short than to sit there in the long run and let it fester in the way of throwing blame at some point at somebody else. See, that's what it wants. It wants you to fail. It wants you to think that you have no power when you do. And when you feel personal power over stupidity, clear thinking ensues and the heart rate slows down. And that for me is the most important thing physically and mentally. It's truly amazing what happens when you write the chapters of your own story. It's like, okay, well, that truly sucked. But the good thing about it was, and then I try to fill in the blanks with the direction I want to take my story in, my life story. Now, again, you may not get what you want in the coming days. And then again, you just might. But what I will say is to be your own decider, and when you're doing it, brace yourself, to be your own decider is doing everything that you can is very, very powerful in doing so. Be good with that. Be satisfied with it. And then if there's more to be done in the next few years, which actually there will be, no matter which way the coin lands, then we have to do it. But the division itself has driven people to absurd levels in behaviors. And, and, and the polarizing effect that it's had is just absolutely awe-shocking to me. It's leaving a bad taste in the planet's energy and, and its integrity. So again, this is where you have to take a breath and put each other on pause instead of hurting each other. I don't care if it's friends, family, you know, your spouse. I'm not talking about separation, I'm talking about, well, maybe in some cases, separation, you know, with, with how, how toxic something can get is just, you really do have to check out the toxic levels. But putting people on pause is something that I, I really don't think that people look at. They don't, they don't, 
really look at the influx of all of it. So, I mean, it's difficult, I know, to do that. I mean, in 2017, and for several reasons for personal health and mental health, like I told you, the influx of those personal connections had to just be put on pause. I disconnected from it every major platform that there was. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, even, even parts of Google. I mean, I just, it was too much. And again, I say it because people really don't think in terms of influx. What's the influx? And stressing the point further, if you're not getting what you want from another person or people or organizations or whatever, pause until you can jumpstart. Know and identify where you benefit from people in your lives and where you don't because people make messes. And when they make messes, they tend to share their messes with each other. Misery loves company. Or there's a second camp where there are those people who know things are starting to become messy. So they tidy up their lives before they regurgitate it all over somebody else without any warning. That is the part where I think is really happening inside of the world's dynamic. The hum kind of had risen to this level of noise and the volume got way too high and now people are vying to be heard. So again, jumpstarting, I mean, the benefits, I mean, look at, look at your own stuff. When someone is screaming at you, look at your own stuff. As you listen to them shouting at you, shutting you out altogether, only causing you to scream and raise your volume unaware. Can't meet resistance with resistance. People have a way of gaslighting each other and then saying the complete opposite of what they truly mean in times of stress. People have lost the art of meeting in the middle. Kind of like the memes on Facebook when people gaslight each other. It cracks me up. I watch this all the time. So, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes I have to sit on my hands too. When you don't have the guts to discuss a problem or the issue, you've seen it, you know, with the intent to resolve when you don't have the guts to do that, you see somebody and you think to yourself, who are they talking to? So then there's that passive aggressive approach when they let off steam through a meme where it's pointed and directed at the offender or the person who has agitated you. Y'all know who you are out there. We call that keyboard courage. I mean, my approach to that is to pause. It gives me most of the time a, a, a kind of like a personal time out to take a breath with an added benefit to the gaslighter to go sit in the corner for a while to think about it. Boundaries. <laughs> Who knew? Some say that boundaries come with a price. I, I don't. I don't know. That, that's probably true for some people. But what I do know is that my sanity is important. And if the dust cloud gets too thick, I crawl out from underneath of it. Doesn't make me better than you. It just makes me sane. Now, it's going to get crazier in the next few days. Try to sit with a goal 
of like a plan B in the aftermath and good or bad, there's already going to be an aftermath to deal with. Just to let you know, plan B a lot of times is actually better than plan A because the secondary is usually not the preferred choice and that forces you to step outside of your box a little bit. I used to be somewhat of an entertainer in my younger days and singing to me had more benefits even way back then other than self-expression or being heard by an adoring audience because singing taught me how to breathe and exhale. So that's what I'm telling you to do with a plan B is to exhale, find something to do to exhale, kind of like trying something new, such as creating new family traditions or gaining clarity through family table talks and a practice to stay unified, especially now with the holiday season upon us. Talk about the holidays. Put a living collage together and put it in, in the family room around the festivities. Discuss life rationally as to what you can do as a family to gain some lightheartedness. You can even do this with your friends. Or a plan B could be all about getting involved in a cause to give you more control over your life right now. Something we touched on in the last episode. I mean, as you can see, my suggestion is all about connection with friends and family or the people that's that are important to you, especially in the middle of all this chaos, because no matter what, guys, this is really what what counts the most. It doesn't mean that you have to like each other all of the time. Who does that? It just means that you have to accept each other and acknowledge each other, create some new memories, some new feelings, some new traditions. Sometimes that's enough. I am Dana Martine. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay sane, stay peaceful, and stay in tune with your own heart. Join me next time on Ruckus and Rosaries. responsibility to the community, to my family. We need to get away from the us first, me first, America first mindset. To me, that runs absolutely contrary to the answer to the question, who is my neighbor? The Biden campaign talks about the soul of the nation. Whether you'd say he's coming at this with a Christian heart, he's coming at it with a heart and a soul. He's a compassionate person. He has humility and he understands it's about the other people. I do believe that America is a special country that is a land of opportunity, of freedom, and of fairness. And I don't think that those tenets are being built up. In fact, they're being torn down. So I pray for our country, and I pray for my fellow citizens, and I hope they will think twice in this election. I'm a lifelong Catholic, and I'm voting for Joe Biden. From Faith 2020, Posted by Republicans for Joe Biden.